Hey everybody, welcome to episode 3 of Suds, Buds, and Triple Dubs. It's been a while. Uh, into the mic. Yeah. Hey everybody, uh, welcome to the much-delayed third episode of Suds, Buds, and Triple Dubs. It Are you been... kidding me? Alright, that's fine. Just keep going. Oh. <laughs> it's, uh, it's been a while. Uh, so... Uh, as your host, uh, Jabra Malik, happy to be here once again in Jerry's beautiful actual apartment now because it has hardwood floors. You're damn right it does. Um, so yeah, so Jeff is here. Unfortunately, the third co-host, uh, our buddy Savage, is indisposed as of this moment, but there is a chance that we can call him in. We'll find out. Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's get this thing going. It's been a little while, so um, apologies. It was all Savage's fault. He was out of town and I'm, rural. I mean, I think I think we were all Bangladesh. We were all yeah, we were all a bunch of things. Nice. That's what just happens when you're just, just a like, bunch of working guys. I just like blaming stuff on Savage. Okay, so yeah. we're what three weeks into the season? Yeah, four, something around there. Yeah, some good amount. Um, if I had told you the top three in the East would be Boston. Detroit and Washington in that order after about 15 games what would you have told me um, I would have been I wouldn't have been that surprised with Celtics I as number one as number one sorry I'll let you finish yeah no, as number one I mean we've heard we heard we've, we've been hearing great things about the Celtics um, all off season and um, and yes um, in between episode two and three Gordon Hayward did uh, have an unfortunate accident um, I was always confident that Kyrie Irving would have led. Uh, I think that team. was actually during the first episode, wasn't it? Or it was. Oh, it was like right after. It was right after we filmed episode okay. two. I think. All right, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pistons now. Pistons is a big surprise. Yeah. Like, do they have any like players of note that are like really famous? I was just Probably gonna not. say, who's their third best player? Mm-hmm. They're ten and four. They're doing it, Washington, and also Washington. Um, I could believe. I like Washington. They're a good team. John Wall and Brad Beal. Cleveland. Out of the playoff picture. For now. Who would have thought? For now. No, this is this is final. It's <laughs> 15 games. This is good. All right, let's jump right into this uh, yeah. agenda. Let's ignore the Western Conference for a little while. Yeah, Western Conference is not good. We um, that. We'll do, um, let's call KDOT, actually. Yeah. To start, and then... Um, this could be the worst sound quality ever, but... We're this is really it. bad. Yeah, I know we're in an... I realize we're in an echo chamber. We can't afford... But I know you listeners nice love, things. love our favorite Knicks fan. Actually, before you call him, you want to, um, or while you're calling him, you want to just tell to tell people the agenda real quick. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, so we have um, it's not too packed of an agenda today. Uh, so ooh, I'm just calling him right now. All right, let's do it. Fire it up. Yo. What's up, dude? Yo, guys. How you doing? Just good. Good. You're. Uh, we think you're on the podcast. Uh, the sound quality is probably just freaking sterling um so just sort of yell and we'll hope that people can hear you so uh, say hello hello wait are we oh my we're live we're, correct we're live we're live <laughs> oh, i mean I can, what's up 
What have I missed? Did you do the introduction? So, um, <laughs> no. So what we did, we, we've talked about uh, the Eastern Conference and how surprising it's been so far. But I was just about to, I was just about to read the agenda. We're also using our quiet voices tonight because um, we want to have like a really reflective, meditative pod, but also because I got fresh hardwood floors in here and it sounds just god awful and echoey. So. Um, we're going to have to figure that out for next time, but we're just using our indoor voices at the moment. So you should yell. I can't use my indoor voice. Okay. I know. Incapable. Yeah. All right. So um, let's, uh, let's get going. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so we've actually, what's really been really cool is we've all individually, uh, been to basketball games. So, um, what I want to talk about this episode is I want to talk about just the, in general, or you mean this like, season? like we've been to games live. And so I just want to talk last about two weeks. Just, just want to talk about like what the experience was like. Um, I have really what the experience was like. I went with my dad. That was really cool. Um, then uh, when we get in the meat of it, I want to talk about um, whether or not we should hit, be hitting the panic button on OKC yet, a team that we thought was going to be a superstar team. Um, uh, I want to talk about um, the, the, the sheer depth of the Celtics bench and how good, surprisingly, they've been. And then I want to talk about um, LeBron James's petty Instagram memes um, against the New York Knicks. So Savage is going to be your opportunity to talk all you want about Porzingis. And then I was going to say, can, can the Knicks be a topic of their own, or do I have to wait for King James? You have to wait for Knicks Corner at the you end. You have to wait for Knicks Corner. Uh, at the end. And then, We're and, already getting there though, because tip off is in like ten minutes. And then I want to talk about um, the ball. <laughs> and then I want to talk about the ball family, Trump and China. And then to I close, hate, I hate all of that. Can we pass on that topic and punt that till never. And then to uh, to close out the Potter, we will give predictions for the score this evening, which is your thirteen and two Boston Celtics hosting your eleven and three Golden State Warriors. Okay, um, this this is a lot for uh, we've we've vowed to make these about twenty three minutes mm-hmm. each because we realize yeah. how uh, podcasts are about two times as long as they need to be. So let's. Um, Let's fire right in. Um, did you have any? Did you have like a one or two minute anecdote about going to the game? Because I know you have, it was with your dad. Yeah, I mean, I think it was uh, it was really cool. Just um, so it was a uh, Celtics Lakers. So you know, one of those great rivalries. And so um, it was just cool to watch the game, uh, just with my dad's perspective as being uh, a Celtics fan of the previous generation. Um, you know, with uh, the Celtics fan of the new generation, which is which is me. Um, so it was really cool perspective and just unique to see how uh, he was sort of taking in sort of the Kyrie clutch of it all. But um, for the kid. So yeah, th- that was just really cool. And I think uh, to any to anyone listening, um, take your dad to a game. It's really fun. Son for the kid. All right, um, K Dot. Thank you for that. K Dot, talk to me about uh, your feelings on the th- your your Thunder thus far. Oh. My- Wait, my thunder as in going to the game, or are we skipping that part and going straight into OKC? Wait, did you go to an OKC game as well? No, I didn't go to an OKC game. I went to a Raptors. You went to tour. All right, let's each say let's each say ten seconds about the most recent game we've yeah. been to. Um, so my update, is, well, it's going to be more than ten seconds. I sat in the club seating level. Hashtag thank you, Novartis. Um, Toronto is still just the most mediocre team. I've seen them like five times in person, but I love Demar Derozan. We do see them a uh, lot. I saw them on a Sunday, went down to the wire. The place was bananas, 4 p.m. on a football Sunday. So, go Boston. Tour's the best. And I saw Oklahoma City in Denver last week. So jealous you saw Oklahoma City. Oh, the can, as they affectionately call the Pepsi Center, is a funny venue because it's it's like nice and, um, and just comfortable and everything. And there's about as third as many fans there as a Celtics game. 
And so it's just sort of like quiet and what the hell's going on here? Um, but my buddies have season tickets and they bring the noise. Uh, we sat upper deck, but, but sort of mid court. So we had wonderful seats and uh, it seemed like OKC was just better and like playing better, but the whole game, it was really tight. And then Denver, Moutier had probably the best game I've ever seen him have. And um, Jokic is sort of like a poor man's Porzingis. Maybe not that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Maybe not even that poor. It's amazing how slow and like big he is, but he can still just always get his own shot. So he was like really fun to watch in person. And they just like somehow casually won by. I know the Thunder are a little bit better the past week or so, but they just somehow beat OKC by like eight or nine or something. And then we. Um, oh, and then after the game, one of, one of our buddies <laughs> finally. This is a long Sorry, I'm almost. I'm almost. This done. is this is this has been Jerry's thing for the past few episodes. Jerry's like, he's like, he's always like, he's always like, you have like, you have like five seconds to do something, and then Jerry takes like five minutes. All right, so some meat. So my, I'm sorry, I'm almost done. My my buddy was wearing a 15 Nuggets jersey, which is Jokic, and used to be Carmelo on the Nuggets, and all he had a coat on, so all you could see was the front. And this meathead walked by us after the game, and we had had some beers. We were having a good time. And the guy goes, sweet mellow jersey to my buddy, and it was a Jokic jersey. And then and then our buddy Tucker, who, who you know. Oh, no. K-Dot. Was it Tucker wearing the jersey? No, so it was Hayes wearing the jersey. And, uh, and Tucker Tucker tells the 250-pound meathead to read a book. And uh, and somehow somehow the guy just had nothing for us. He just kept walking. Uh, just absolutely shut him down. So that was the funny part of the night. Um, so that right, so, actually gives us a good transition. Yeah, let's um, roll right into it. So, yeah. So, Jerry, you saw OKC lose live and in person. And, you know, the preseason, the OKC Thunder had a lot of hype behind them. You know, they picked up they picked up some really good players. They picked up PG-13. They picked up Mello, who was okay. But, you know, Billy, Do- Billy Donovan, by all means, that team is going for it, right? They want a title. But... They haven't really been doing so hot, um, as we all know. Actually, what's their record right now? They're pretty low, right? Um, they are seven. They're they're seven and seven. Didn't, and didn't they just didn't they just surpass point five hundred? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, my question to you guys is: Should we be hitting the panic button on OKC yet, or is it too early? I'll say I'll say um, I'll take go first, and I'll say no because. I think panic button applies to a team with higher expectations, a la Golden State or Cleveland, if that makes sense. Like people thought Thunder were going to be good, but no one really thought they'd be the you know the one seed or the two seed. And uh, who knows, they still might be. Uh, but I think panic button is reserved for like a team wildly underachieving. And for the Thunder, granted we've only gotten through fourteen or sixteen games this season, but for the Thunder, this is not wild underachieving. This is just ah uh, maybe Mello and Westbrook can't play together after all. Savage. I uh, completely agree. I think it's too early. I think they will be a top four team. But again, I don't even know who they played in the beginning. Like, if they played all playoff teams and they're still getting used to each other, of course they're going to go 7-7. Seven and seven. But in another 60 games, they should be the 3-4, maybe 5 seed. Right? There were six without any of these people that they pulled in. So. Yeah, if I were better at navigating this website, I could tell you what their schedule has been to this point. Um, but, but we'll just... How long did it take? Uh, I mean, I know LeBron is GOAT. But how long did it take the big three in Miami to uh, adjust to each other, right? So yeah, there is that, yeah, and this is like a bad version of that. So that's a valid point, exactly. actually. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Let's see. They have played. Um, yeah, have ten seconds. They've lost to Utah. They've lost to the Timberwolves twice. 
Um, they've lost the Trailblazers, the Celtic. They lost the Kings. That's pretty bad. Yeah, that's really bad. They team. really haven't played. They lost to Denver. Many really good teams. They lost to Denver by eight. Yeah. You know, is that? Um, uh, Jibber, any thoughts on that one? Yeah, um, I think uh, so. I I, I I can probably like partially agree, but like as a huge um, Russell Westbrook fan, love Westbrook, love Russell Westbrook. Um, they, I think. I mean, hopefully, I mean, it seems like after their big team meeting, they they got some of their shit together. But um, I just think that with a team such as with a team with uh, someone like Stephen Adams, right? Um, they shouldn't be like, for example, they shouldn't be this poor at rebounding, right? In terms of in terms of like rebounding percentage and clutch time, right now they're 29th in the league, um, and also um, in clutch time too, which is always when they've lost. Uh, the Thunder are shooting 41, um, and so. I think um, the team is really, really good in the first half, typically, but all of their kind of individual personality quirks kind of take over in that second half, where you know Russell and and Carmelo just can't share the ball at all, and they have specific plays. They just have specific ISO plays just for that individual. They barely do any assists, and Russell Westbrook always sort of goes back into his uh, 2016 hero ball in that second half, which has been really frustrating to watch because if you want to build a superstar team, this has to be gelling a lot sooner than it should have. Also, Russell, I know he was leading the league in assists for like the first few weeks, but now he's not even doing that. He can't be thrilled about his stats early in the year. I mean, he, he claims to not care about his stats, and eh, not sure I believe him, but he is averaging 20.3 points. Eight rebounds and ten assists, so a pretty. Fu- they all average twenty points, and then the forwards average like six and six, and Westy's a little bit lower. But yeah, yeah I agree that he would give less of a shit about his statistics if they were winning games. And he he, he does say that, and yeah, I guess I'll believe him. But does that mean he now does care about his stats because they're losing, or he just wants to win? So or I think my stats are worse and they're losing more, so it's so, a double whammy of that. Who takes the last shot for this team? I haven't seen. I don't think I've seen any buzzer-beating type situations, but is it really just Westy taking over for Hero Ball? That's a good question, actually. Um, yeah, I haven't seen any down-to-the-wire. I've only seen a few of their games. Um, my guess is the answer is Westbrook, but that'd be a great one for us to research and come up with. Pichu, Pichu 13 dropped 37 points the other day, um, and he and he, and he he hilariously said that that was uh, his birthday present to Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Um, he did say that. That was bizarre. And he's undeniably the leader of the team. Even Melo states in interviews that um, he joined the team to give uh, Russell Westbrook that you know veteran's perspective on the team. And yeah, I feel like Melo is going to maybe, if he wants to keep playing, he's going to turn into a pretty deadly either six-man or like just spot-up shooter a la Ray Allen his last few years. But Melo's not yet a – Melo's still – like I was a little bit startled by his uh, weight in – in terms of like he looked decently in shape and he can still sort of move around and I think that might be sort of a detriment because Westy needs a player who's as weird as this sounds he could potentially need someone who's just a spot up shooter um, and is not going to try to do too much offensively because PG-13 already does enough of that I mean is Melo just catastrophically bad for teams I mean look at the Knicks after Melo the Knicks are looking good actually well, let's not go that far but. Uh, yeah, come on <laughs> That would be amazing. All right, let's. Uh, do we really have to talk about the Celtics bench? Um, do you have like Tito Rozier and Smart in mind, or like what do you even? What yeah, do you no, mean? I'm just, I'm just talking about like I, I, I yo, 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 Paul. Yeah, this is just like a rogue observation that I made. It's just like I was, just went through I was pretty amazed that um, in 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 the last few games, 
the Celtics, the Celtics have had maybe around five or six different people uh, put up more than ten points. And How much of that is a function of having Brad Stevens as a coach? Oh, 100 percent. Everybody at this level is good, right? Like Tito Rozier on a different team probably won't be as good as he is on the Celtics, but. They, Brad Stevens could plug and play many pieces and make it work in his systems, right? I think I just thought it was incredible when I just thought it was incredible um, that game when uh, Gary Irving got paralyzed in the face thanks to uh, thanks to Baines. Paralyzed in the face. <laughs> we now call him D A L your buddy. Baines. Um, that uh, they were still able to pull a W against a very healthy. Um, Charlotte team and they have good players on that team. They really do. I wish we were. I wish this podcast was just about Charlotte. I watched that full game last night. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Lamb. Can be Charlotte though. So Jeremy Lamb never... looking good. Yeah, that that was a little bit stunning that they were able to do that. Yeah, and um, and also like Jalen Brown is twenty one. Um, Jason Tatum is either nineteen or just turned twenty. I think. Oh man, tip off is at some point soon. What What would you say is if you had to pick one reason above all others is the reason for the Celtics' early season success? Brad Stevens. The that I'm 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 a Boston fan, so it's gonna, this is going to sound really stupid. Uh, but the whole like next man up mentality, where. Oh, kill me. Wait, say a little bit more. About the next that. man up mentality, where it's like one person goes down, someone else has to pick up. You think up. that's the number one reason they're thirteen and two? That's, I mean, they have that grit, right? Like, look at look at Jason Tatum. Like, he probably didn't expect to be playing as hard as he's playing right now at nineteen years old, because it's gonna be like, oh, it's gonna be like Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward. They're gonna pick up the majority of the slack. Oh, I see. What right, you're saying. but it's gonna be, but those younger players now are doing so much. Even Shane Larkin, for some reason, when he was, when when Kyrie was injured. Picked this up his game. podcast just took a dark turn. No, you're right. Larkin has. Larkin has. We are the first. Whoa. We are the, we are the first basketball podcast to talk about Shane Larkin in any way. I don't think we could record a podcast in a worse environment. I really hope this is. I will say. I will say. Uh, Hor- Horford's been better than usual, and Uncle Drew is obviously playing pretty well. Although he's once he starts shooting a coherent percentage or even his career average percentage, look out because he's like not even shooting. He's that been great. so inconsistent, and he's playing out it's of his been mind. Really so yeah, my answer to that question is Brown and Tatum are both step stepwise more coherent than people anticipated, and that is my answer for why they've been so raucously successful. Do they get burned out in their first eighty-two game season? So yes. they're good now, but after after the All Star break, all Brett. of a sudden, wait, think, those two guys or the whole team? I think the younger players, yeah, the the, the players, players who don't have that conditioning for an entire season. It's a long season, and they're gonna burn out probably after the All Star game. I think. I think. The, be fine, I I thought the young guys were be, were better in in better shape. Isn't that how it works? Or like. Yeah, they're but younger, so they can play more minutes. But, but they've never, never played, played rugby season before. Oh, you're saying compared to a college season, it'll it'll yeah. add up on team. yeah. All right, that's fair. All right, let's. Uh, we're already approaching our 22 minute mark, so. Oh yeah. Um, cool. Oh god. Um, so okay, so um, anyone who's aware of, um, I firmly believe uh, there are two incredibly petty things. So the the most petty thing in basketball is Russell Westbrook. However. A close, what? a close second, is the entire Cavs offense. They are just just their offense, just though, their offense. not their defense. Their offense is way above point five hundred in terms of pettiness. Point um, five hundred. And uh, I need somebody to smash this bottle. And uh, so 
the Cavs um, uh, came up, defeated a 20-point deficit to crush the Knicks in the MSG. And now they are all uh, posting the Arthur <laughs> fist meme. Defeated um, a ton. <laughs> and so, um, but I think what's really interesting, though, is what that says, like what the whole LeBron James mood thing says about the Cavs locker room. It must not be a healthy place to be, which is, I think, why Kyrie left. Yeah, I think, uh, Katie, I don't know if you want to jump in there, but uh, I think eggshells is a good way to describe what's probably going on in there. It is funny how, like, Shumper, J.R. Smith, K-Love, there's now some people who have actually been on his team for three or four years, and he hasn't, like, publicly ridiculed them. or You know, like, he definitely gets along with some people. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there's... He takes J.R. to Hillary Clinton rallies. Yeah, but there's... The, the nucleus has been together for long enough that they should have gelled or not been weird and airing their stuff out on social media, right? I think that's... I'm starting to think that's just LeBron, though, and that's just the way he is. And maybe... Yeah, I think that's it. It's, like, it's LeBron's world, and I, I kind of... As much as it pains me to say this, but, like, maybe it was good that Kyrie left. For himself, like, yeah, I wouldn't want to play in that environment. Oh, right? oh, you mean for Uncle Drew? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100 oh, I, I think the verdict's already in. Yeah, there. he's been I, doing great. And there's a LeBron. reason he asked for a trade. The question is, is it better for LeBron, or does it not really matter? So far, it looks like it's worse for LeBron. But like, if you if you're someone like Tristan Thompson, if you're someone like Channing Fry, do you get excited when LeBron drops 57 points in a game, or do you get scared? I think I get relieved. Wait, if you're who? If you're like Tristan Thompson or you're Channing Frye. Scared? Why would you be scared? Because I get the feeling that like if LeBron has to drop 57 points in a game for them to win, oh, that would mean that would imply that like LeBron has lost faith in his teammates. I just think this is kind of messed up to say, but and I, and I don't even know whether or not he's leaving next year. I mean, most people are like pretty certain that he's going to LA. Oh, yeah, there was a drunken article. But on I think Ringer. regardless of whether or not he goes I think he's got this like bizarre sort of nothing to lose mentality which is why he's so kind of crazy with like locker room stuff and social media and all this because like they already won the title he already he already did the thing that he was trying to spend his whole life doing which is bring a title to Cleveland and I think in the post title Cleveland world there's not like that one maniacal drive or goal anymore and so now he's sort of maybe having a good time and he he's always seemed kind of loose even despite his like just taking selfie videos yeah despite his greatness but now he seems like a little bit more loose and a little bit more I don't really fault him for it and a little bit more content if that makes any sense Savage do you agree with that? yeah and uh, I think he deserves it right he's put up with Me so too. much scrutinized for so long but hey alright let him have fun but that maybe it's not where you it's not a place where you could foster young players and develop them right yeah it might be bad for them I agree which is why maybe maybe Gilbert deep down is like or the ownership maybe is fine with him and the management is fine with him leaving who knows right I mean if if they need to start hit the reset button in the post LeBron world and try to win another title in five years without him then they might as well start now D-Wade and D-Rose and his behavior I don't think is really helping the young guys and it's gotta be like exactly. I said, but He's almost like negatively at the same time, they don't really have. They're so old; they all seem yeah. in the NBA. They don't really have any like overly impressionable young guys, like like D Rose and Channing Frye and Corver and Green and Crowder and 
Tristan Thompson and Isaiah and J.R. Smith, like all these guys have been in the league for six, eight, ten years. That's why they're just so bad at transition defense. They're just so old and fat and slow. They can't do anything on the other side of the court. I think, all right. I think. So, all right. So let's, uh, it's November 16th. Let's predict each go around real quick to close out this segment. Predict their final standing in the East and how far they get. In the the Cavs? Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, boy. Um, okay. I think the Cavs um, will be at best maybe like a fifth or sixth um, seed. They're just going to coast the playoffs. And then. So, uh, how does their season end? Their season ends? Their season ends with them getting whooped by the Celtics. In the East Finals? In the East Finals. All right, yeah. Savage, what do you say? Uh, fourth seed, they cruise through the first round of the playoffs. Uh, they're gonna, it's going to be like a seven-game slugfest against something like Washington in the second round, and they'll probably lose in the Eastern Conference Finals. Dude, what about the Bucks? Okay, I actually... I, I, Maybe the Bucks. Yeah, I just I think third seed, and I think they win the East. Or it's like seven games. They definitely don't get killed yeah. by the Celtics. I just think this. I think this is going to be a very different song we're singing when it comes back because mm-hmm. once th- their offense, there's not that much of an offensive drop off between Uncle Drew and Kyrie, or from Kyrie to Uncle Drew. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Am I okay? No, you're not. From Uncle Drew, to, from Uncle Drew to it. Um, I just don't. I think they're going to be significantly better once it comes back, provided he's even moderately healthy. It is a real killer. Who's gonna really like the Celtics are good? They will be a very high win team. Is Detroit gonna keep up this number of wins? I don't think so. I hope uh, not. Detroit. Look at Mouthguard, dude. Aren't they the two seed in the East right now? Yeah. Is the game tipping off? Uh, looks like it might be tipping off very very soon. Uh, should we uh, let's let's go to the last topic? Yeah, and then uh, we don't have to talk about the ball family to now, um, but we can. Wait, give, what was the last? Oh was, god, we about let's the, save that for next. Let's time. save that. I've seen Lonzo like the ball family thing is it can pass. It yeah, I hate I hate fun. the balls. Any topic though that says ball family Trump in China does <laughs> does catch my eye. Savage, you want to talk about the Knicks for a bit, for, for for a quick? Yeah, sec? let's do Knicks corner. Go ahead. Yeah. Porzingis maybe is injured, and that's why he's shooting cold. Uh, Three, very sad. Two, one. Cavs, but I still oh, I think I think we're out of time. Yeah, I think thank you it's, for that. Yeah, man. I think you know the Knicks are great, right? That was Porzingis awesome. is the unicorn. Really appreciate yeah, sure. that analysis, dude. Thanks, Nick. All right, F you guys. Hate <laughs> sports. Uh, I'll see you guys in the first round of the playoffs. So we yeah. We, we don't know what episode four will be, so. Um, hold on tight, guys. We'll see you soon. Katie, thank you for... I know you're really busy tonight and always, but we appreciate you calling in. I hope the audience can at least even make out a single word you're saying because I know this... mumbling every, like, seven minutes. Literally holding up a drunken speakerphone iPhone to a camera in a very... or to a microphone in a very echoey room. And uh, that was... Uh, and that's uh, this month's... Months. <laughs> Suds, buns, triple dubs. Be back in February. Thank, thank you, everyone, for listening. <laughs> see you, see you, Kate. Have a good night, Doc. Love you guys. Me and all my friends, we are all misunderstood. Say we stand for nothing, and there's no way that we ever would. Now we see everything that's gone wrong. The world and those who need it. We just feel like we don't have.